Today is a very special day for us, as Pastor JJ mentioned. Today, our auditorium swells to probably 30% more than what we are accustomed to, not just in number, but energy as well. So we welcome all the families here, all the kids. They don't even need microphones, isn't that good? (laughs) Today is also special for each one of you because today the message will be condensed from 50 minutes to 15 minutes. And I know each of you is saying, hardly. So you (laughs) you can set your watch, and some are doing it, and I'm in trouble. Today is a joy because what we're going to do today is we're going to continue in the Sermon on the Mount, and we come up to chapter 5, verse 8. And so chapter 5, verse 8, you can find that in your Bibles. I think that's on page 472 of those of you who have our paperback Bibles. And what we want to do is look at this blessed one, this Makarios, this verse And I'm going to try to preach this to and for our children, and then all the rest, please listen in, because at the end, it will shift from them to you, and it will be part of our our message today. The Bible reads in Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The late, great preacher of the 20th century, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, said, this is one of the most spectacular verses in all the Bible. And this is the verse we're coming to and looking into. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now, some of you like outlines. The boys and girls do not, so this is the outline that you can write down if you would like. This message, this devotion, is going to be in three parts. The first one is the description of the pure in heart. Then we'll shift over to part number two, and we'll see the definition of the pure in heart. And finally, we'll close this morning's devotional with the destination of the pure in heart. Now, for the rest of you who don't like definitions and delineations and outlines, what we're going to do is we're going to explore three questions. The first one has to do with blessed are the pure in heart. Well, what, what, what do they look like? Then we'll shift into what will, who are they? And then lastly, we'll end with where are they going? That's what this message is all about. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Now, those of you who have me on a stopwatch, you can hit the start button now. (laughs) Let's pray. Father, we just delight in your presence. We give you all glory and honor for families, for life, for messiness and difficulty, for delight and stability. It comes from you, and it redounds to your glory. So come and make sense of chapter 5, verse 8 for our hearts. And all of God's people said, amen. The first one we want to look at is, what do they look like? We're talking about the pure in heart, but but what do they look like? Jesus starts it off by saying, 
Blessed are the pure in heart, for they'll see God. Blessed. It's a funny word, isn't it? We don't use that very often. A lot of times we will use it if if someone sneezes and we say, bless you. My grandson needs a blessing right now. We do that because we're just trying to be kind with one another, but that's really not what Jesus is doing here, is it? No, blessed is talking about a state or a condition of this people that are pure in heart. And as we looked into that term, we see that blessed means happy or even healthy. There's something inside of us that's happy and healthy. Happy are those who have a pure in heart, they'll see God. This happiness is just a joy in Jesus. It's a, it's a wellness, an overflowingness. But there's also this happy are they that are free from fear and free from sin and freed in order to love God and do what he wants us to do. And then we look at it and we start seeing this healthy peace to it. Healthy are those. Flourishing like, like garden flowers right after a rain and a sun hit and they start pressing up through the earth and sprouting up and shooting towards the sky and giving forth this big, bold, beautiful flower head just waving in the, in the wind towards their maker with a sturdy stem that won't break. Blessed, the happy, the healthy, that's what they look like. But, but who are these? So then we go into, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Now sometimes, boys and girls and men and women, when we think of the pure in heart, we might think of blamelessness, moral perfection. But as we look into the Bible, that's not exactly what we see. Moral perfection is found in Jesus, in union with Jesus, we are morally sound, but the pure in heart aren't necessarily morally perfect, but there is a reorientation of the heart so that it's not perfection, so to speak, but it's direction of the heart. And as we look at this heart through the scriptures, we see that they're doing a couple things. They're trusting and they're treasuring. Now, where I get this is as we continue to preach this whole message, chapters 5, 6, and 7, we will see the pure in heart and what it looks like and opposite of hypocrisy that we will see. But for now, just shift your eyes one page over into chapter 6, verse 21, and Jesus gives us a clue into who the pure in heart are. It says in chapter 6, verse 21, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You see, the pure in heart are not perfect. The pure in heart have a a clean vision, if you will, a sense of reality, and then it rises into a singleness of devotion. Now, the kids aren't going to follow that one, but maybe this illustration will help. A couple weeks ago... I was with uh, two kids. Their names are Micah and Calvin. 
Now, Micah is not the prophet Micah in the Bible, and Calvin isn't the 16th century French theologian. These are two boys at Veritas. And so I was with Micah. Actually, I can just shift it over to I was with Micah about five minutes ago up here. And he was squirming and squirrely and squiggling around. And what he was trying to do was he was, to, he was trying to look out over all these women and find one. What's, what's her name? Exactly. And so he's looking around. And once he saw her, he locked on. He could see her through there, and he locked on. And he didn't get confused. There's a lot of pretty ladies around here, but none surpass Mama. And he locked on to Mama, and his body started lunging. If I let go, he would have made a mess, and he would have got to Mama. And what he said over and over and over as Pastor J.J. was praying was, Mama, 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 Mama. You see, he had no confusion, no misunderstanding of who he was and who she is, and, and he wanted to latch onto that. Why? Because he trusts in her, and he absolutely adores her. He treasures her. The other little guy I was with was right up here, and we were in a stroller, and I was trying to distract little Calvin because he absolutely adores his dad, Pastor Garrison, who was right here just before our service started, and he was talking theology to a bunch of theologians around here, and I was with Calvin doing this, and I was trying to just distract him and whatnot, but he just kept kind of looking over at the guys, and he was trying to find one guy, and he found him. His name is? Yeah, Papa. And once he found Papa in his sights, he set in. He locked in, and he wouldn't leave there. And he'd, he'd lunge like Mike was doing. And he kept saying, Papa, 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 Papa. Sounded like an old jalopy trying to get out and go. And what he was doing is, I love him, I adore him, I treasure, and I trust this one. The pure in heart are like that. They make mistakes, they do sin, they are not little goody two-shoes who does all right and never breaks the rules, and all the teachers absolutely adore them. There's no one in this room like that, because the Bible says no one's good, not one. All have sinned and fall short. But these people have a change in their hearts, so much so that they recognize and relish the one true, the pure in heart, do that for Jesus Christ. Pleasures never lie. Tell me your pleasure and I will know your treasure. When I know your treasure, I will find your heart. Who are they? They're ones that treasure and ones that trust the Lord Jesus Christ. But where are they going? We see kind of who they are and what they look like, but they're going somewhere. They're going on a destination. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Can you absolutely imagine such a sight? A never-ending, ever-increasing gladness in His glory. See God? Well, an illustration comes to me about 
a destination and what we really want to do. And so the kids, I want your attention now. You might be like me when I was about 10. But suppose today, after our service, it's a beautiful, bright, sunny summer day. It's hot, and today is the day. Today, we get to go to the bestest of all places, Grandma's house. And we're going to pile into the family van. We run and jump and fall into this family van because we know it's not going to break down. It's not going to run out, and it's going to get us to the destination. It's a faithful family van, and we pile in right after the service. And Mom and Papa are taking us there. It's a sleepover tonight, so Mom and Papa are going to kiss us goodbye and leave. But we are so excited to go to Grandma's house. And so we go to Grandma's house, and the door flies open, and there's these huge smiles and big hugs from Grandma and Grandpa. And we come in, and we kiss them, and Mom and Papa leave, and we race down into the basement to place with some really cool toys. And Grandma and Grandpa are upstairs making lunch, and they're making this gooey peanut butter and jelly sandwich that is just so exquisite to my mouth. And and there's some juicy watermelon off to the side and our favorite drink, lemonade. And so we run upstairs and we just gobble it all in and we thank them and we... And then they say this, we have a surprise for you. We're not staying here. We're going to jump into the big car and we're going to go to... The water park at King's Island. Can you absolutely believe that? I know. That's what I was thinking too when I was writing this. And so we get into the car and we go down to King's Island and we get out and we have our little swimsuits on and we are running and jumping and playing and splashing and screaming and no one's telling us to keep quiet. And this is so, so, so fun. And we do this endlessly, it seems like. And oh, we're tired, and, and we've got to go home, we've got to get dinner, and we've got to go to bed. But not before we get our treat. And so we go under this shade tree, and we get this triple scoop, triple chocolate ice cream cone that starts bending like the, is it the Tower of Pisa, what that thing is? Yeah, and, and it's going to fall down, and no one's mad, and no one's worried about it, and it starts dripping onto our hands, and we're laughing. We're not getting in any trouble, and we're licking it off our fingers, and, and we're sticking it in there, and Grandpa looks about as weird as can be, because he's like, oh, and that was so good. We get into the car, and we're exhausted, and, and it's just exhilarating. We go home, we clean up, we get a small dinner, we watch our favorite movie, and we get to bed, and they say, we love you. And they read a Bible story and kiss us on our head and say, when you wake up, you will see Mama and Papa. And then we go to sleep. The best place finds the best person. And certainly, Grandma and Grandpa's place is wonderful. And ice cream and water and laughter, but infinitely bigger and better is... The new heavens and new earth where Jesus is, God Almighty, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all of God's people. The destination to which we are called is to see God. I wrote a few verses down here, John 17, Father, I desire that they will be with me in order that they will see my glory. 1 John 3, we will see him. As he is, Revelation 22, 4, we will see 
his face. 1 Corinthians 13 says we don't see him dimly any longer, but face to face. The destination to see God. So what are the blessed like? Happy and healthy, trusting and treasuring, and being carried by God himself in Jesus Christ our Lord to the destination to which we're called, namely to see God. Do you have the pure in heart? Adults, here's two questions I have used over the years. I ask you to listen to them and apply them first to yourself and then to the kids around or people you are reaching out to. Use these questions with discretion because they're like an ultrasound that goes over the inner life and you will hear and see things that you've never heard or seen before. The first question is this. Sweetheart, if you were to die tonight and you are before the glorious majesty, holiness of God, and he looks at you and he says, why should I let you come into my heaven? What will you say? Then zip the lip. Don't try to teach here. Don't try to control things. Don't try to give the right answers. Just let a human being talk. And what you're listening for is the basis of their trust. What are they basing their lives on? And here, the functional object of reliability you will hear if you let them talk. Remember, it's trust. It's that big van that's taking us to a great destination. And then you look at them and say, oh, okay, sweetheart, so, so he lets you in, and you walk in, and you see, and it's, 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 it's remarkable, it's beautiful, it's better than I could ever imagine. Every single thing that made me happy on earth is here, except in premium and permanent condition. Wow! But there's one thing missing. Someone is not there. Jesus is not present. Question, would this still be paradise for you? Zip the lip and listen. My sense is you won't get very many answers or words coming out because that soul is really churning now. Take that and apply it to those you love. Do you have the pure in heart? The answer is, who do you trust and who are you treasuring? Let's pray. Gracious Father, we want to thank you for a moment together as a big group under you. We pray that the Holy Spirit will use your word in such a way that it will access our heart in such a way that we trust in and treasure the one true God. Thank you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.